Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries, which is based out of Eubank Baptist Church in Eubank, Kentucky. We are all about discovering who Jesus is, discovering His purpose for us, and inviting others to do the same. We would love for you to join us on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. This podcast is a place where you can catch up on past conversations from our Wednesday night worship experiences. To stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram at Youth all one word, and on Facebook at Impact Student Ministries-UBankBC. Thank you for being part of the conversation, and let's keep discovering who Jesus is together. Every time that, that we have hear them uh, play, thank you, Winston, it, it just humbles me to think that we have a group of students that can do 10-plus students. I don't know very many churches in the area that have 10-plus students in their worship. Welcome to you all for, for doing that, for leading us in that. Um, and welcome to church. So love you guys. So hey, if you've been with us the past couple of weeks, you know that we have been in a series, as you see behind me, called Be Real. And during this series, we have been pushing against culture's pressure for us to offer or produce a fake or edited version of ourselves. And what I believe is that that pressure is not just hitting you all as students, but it also hits adults too. Like As adults, we get the pressure of having the perfect family, right? The ones that have their hair always in a perfect uh, hairstyle. Um, our kids are always behaving. We have the perfect house, the perfect car. It doesn't break down on you. So adults know what it's like to be pressured to, to offer this fake uh, version of ourselves, and uh, while we've been talking about this, bless you, uh, every, as we've been talking about this, we have said from the get-go in this series that the truth is, right, you're a mess, I'm a mess, every single person is a mess, and what we also said that while that can be kind of a comforting thing to hear, that when someone says, like, hey, you're a mess, you don't see that on, like, on cards, do you? Like, roses are red, violets are blue, you're a mess, I want to be with you, right? You don't hear that, right? You don't see that, you don't hear that, Uh, but the grace in that is that despite our mess, despite our past, God still wants to use us. That unlike most of us, we run, and when we see a mess, we might run from it or uh, try to avoid it, but God actually run straight into our mess because he loves us and wants us to be involved in what he is doing. And uh, even though this series officially ended last week, um, as I was thinking through kind of where to go, um, knowing that we have camp coming up and um, just thinking of where to go, I kept feeling like there was something still left from from this series. Like there was still something God wanted me to communicate to you guys um, from, from this series. And uh, what I've recognized, what I've seen in the series, is that when you and I choose to be real with God and those around us, we choose to give the real version of ourselves, right? Like if we're, if we're going to forsake the fake and offer the, the true and offer the real, uh, sometimes that means that we say things in the not-so-best way or do things without much thought, right? Um, how many of us have made an, an impulsive decision, 
All of us, right? How many of us have said something that later on we're like, man, I probably should not have said that, right? All of us, right? And so what, what happens uh, is that we become reckless, and this, there, there's this, this chance to become reckless when we offer our, our, our real selves, and this leads us to think or say out loud this statement. Ready? Man, I wish that would have gone differently. Have you thought that before? You, you're like, man, I wish that really would have gone differently. You know, I've, I've seen this in my own ministry. I've, I've, I've come away from events after speaking and, th- and, and thought to myself, man, that was a train wreck and a dumpster full of garbage. All right? I've thought that. I've told Becca that. Um, and, and, and every time God uses something to remind me that it's not me speaking, it's him speaking through me. But I've also seen that in my, I'll call it Herx on the man, right? Um, even in that, I say things that I know I shouldn't say. Like, I know the buttons that Becca has. I know what buttons to push that will really get her going. And so sometimes, because I'm truly, I don't think I push those buttons. And uh, in this series, truly, we spent three weeks or so encouraging you guys to be real. Like we, We've encouraged you to, to forsake the fake and, and to, 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 be, to be real, no matter what, uh, with God and those around us. And uh, I think part of why I, I feel like we're not done with this series yet is because I, I, I really think there's some encouragement left to give if you are sincerely considering being real with God. That if you are encouragement left for me being real and embracing your mess and offering it to Jesus, like there's, there's still some encouragement left for me to give you guys. So that's what we're going to um, talk about tonight. So if you're on our Bible crew tonight, um, go ahead and grab some Bible, start passing them out. If you don't have a note sheet, uh, go grab one. We don't want to force you to take notes, but we believe that God will give you, spend time with you um, every single day of the week, not just Wednesday or Sunday. Um, so we want to give you uh, whatever we can to help you in that. Um, and so they're going to take a few moments to, to pass out some Bibles. We believe if you're joining us online, uh, go find a Bible right now. Go find something to write with. Uh, because we just believe that what I have to say is very, very unimportant, uh, but what God has to say is so majorly important. So we want you to see for yourself uh, the, the words that God speaks to us, so please have a Bible in front of you. We're going to be in, in the new, um, as they are passing those out. We'll give them a minute. Um, once you get a Bible, we're going to be in, in the New Testament tonight. We're going to be in a couple different places, but we're going to be in the New Testament tonight. Um, so if you want to start making your way, that's, that's the second half of the Bible. Um, so we're going to be in a couple of different places uh, tonight, but uh, before we for this into our takeaways, before we get into uh, this expansion pack, if you will, for the series, uh, be real. I want to pray for us. So um, just pause right. Let's pause. And we're going to pray. Um, we're going to pray, and then if you're still passing out stuff, you can do it here in a minute. Okay, so let's, let's pause. And we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for who you are. And uh, God, I pray right now that as we uh, spend time unpacking your word, God, that you would just speak to us. Um, God, use me. Um, it's, I, I, I'm not smart enough to say it, but God, you're not, um, I don't have the, 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 the most uh, clever ways or things to say it, but God, you, you are the ultimate um, author of creation. You're the ultimate authority. And I just pray that I communicate your word as best I can. God, I pray um, that as we uh, just hear some final encouragement um, for those of us that are willing to be real, willing to 
embrace our mess, God. I pray that you just give me the words to, to share. You've, you've, you've planted this message in my heart, and I believe that. So I just pray that you give me the ability to speak clearly, God. I pray that all of our, wherever we are in life, whether we're a student in middle school, high school, we're in college, or we're an adult, God, that who, wherever we are in life, God, that, God, we would just pause and let you just speak to us in this moment. Father, we love you. I thank you for all the, all the adults who, who give up their Wednesday nights to be here. Um, and we just give you all the glory, God. We love you. And so now we pray. Amen. So again, we're going to be in different places tonight. So let me just go ahead and give you the first takeaway uh, for us tonight. Number one is this. In Jesus, we are a new creature with freedom. Freedom. <clears throat> Jesus, we are a new creature with freedom. <clears throat> so the first place I want us to go to to see this is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If you're using one of our Bibles here, that is on page 543. So if you use one of our Bibles here, page 543. Um, I know that the font is kind of small, but we are working on improving that. Um, so we, uh, one day we will have bigger Bibles for you guys, okay? So be patient with us. We're, we're, we're working on that. If you, um, <clears throat> but in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, listen to, to what it says. And if you don't find your Bible, it's on the screen here behind me. But it says this in Second Corinthians, the new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Now, pause there. That's, that's the first part. That, that, that's the new creature. Now, jump over with me to Romans chapter 8, which is on page 531. So jump back to verses 531 on our Bibles here in Romans chapter 8. Verses 1 and 2. So page 531, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. It says this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So what I believe um, about this is that both of these scriptures, it's very clear that that if you sit with Jesus, is given a new life, that comes with freedom. And, and, and what I love about this is that if you uh, look at who is writing this, Paul is writing this, okay? And giving a new life with freedom to anyone that chooses him, it was Paul, okay? Because before Paul, before the great Paul that we spent so many times speaking on, preaching on, teaching on, he was the guy that currently everyone who was a Christian hated and avoided. He was the person that was in the middle of the crowd encouraging people to move away from Jesus. And after, and after encountering Jesus as a creature, to, to have changed. So if anyone knew what it was like to, to have that new, to be a new creature, to, to have freedom in that, it was Paul. If anyone had a past that could be used to take away or devalue the new life with freedom that God offered to them, it was definitely Paul. Because even if you read through his story, that even after his heart changed, even after he encountered God, there were people who said, isn't that the guy? Isn't that the same man who was like attacking us and putting us in jail? And wasn't he the same guy that was literally paid to go find Christians and put them in jail? What, isn't that the same guy? So if anyone uh, had a past that people would use to try to devalue what God was doing, it was definitely Paul. You see, Paul went from someone that, that persecuted the name of Jesus and those that followed it to complete one follow the name of Jesus and encourage others to do the same thing. He did this complete 180, and it wasn't because of anything he did. It was because of what Jesus did, because of what God did. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 
17, uh, we're told that in Christ Jesus, which means anyone that has a relationship with him, that, they, that the new is here and the old is gone. Now, what that doesn't mean is that the old is still around, still hanging in the background, still kind of, the old is complete. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that if anyone is in Jesus, the old is completely gone. It's nowhere to be found. But here is the, the challenge. A lot of us, and, I'll, and I will put myself in this, in this camp, a lot of us still hold on to parts of our past. A lot of us still, when things get tough or difficult or challenging, we kind of go back to what used to give us punishment, what used to give us uh, a distraction or whatever it may be. But what it's saying here is that if someone is truly in Jesus, the old is gone. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not here. Like, you can't have years at the same time, right? Like, I, I can't advertise a couch I've used for five years as new, right? I can't do that, right? Right, thank you. See, crowd involvement. Shake your head. Good job. I'm proud of you guys. So I can't advertise something as new if it's been used. Those moments. And so... What I love about this is that, again, when we have those moments where we think, man, I really wish, I really thought that was going to go differently, there's this moment that we have to decide, am I going to kind of sit in that guilt, shame, uh, that questioning, am I going to sit in that, or am I going to move forward from that? Because here's what I know, is that Jesus didn't go to the cross for us to stay in our mess. Like, he didn't go to the cross for us. What's the purpose? What was the exact cross? Because if, 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 if he did, like, if, if, if that was the purpose, what was the point of the cross? Right? Like, there, there's, there's a reason that he went to the cross for us. And then when we go over to Romans 8, 8 verses 1 and 2, two things are, are being addressed here. In Romans uh, 1, it's saying that there is no condemnation for any who chooses Jesus. So regardless of a person's past, the offer of grace through the gospel is offered to anyone that would consider or choose or and choose to follow Jesus. It's not your past being what holds you back. Your past is not anything to Jesus. Because when you choose Jesus, yourself, that, that when you are seen by God, he does, he does not see your past. He does not see your mistakes. He does not see your failures. He sees the blood of his son that was sacrificed things for you. That's what he sees, not your past. Doesn't see what you could have done, should have done, all those things. So the first part is that there is no condemnation. There, there is freedom, essentially, for those in, in Jesus. And secondly, the reason, uh, why con- why, the reason why no condemnation can happen is because it's based on the law of the Spirit. And if you, can, if you remember, we just read this, that the, Spirit, that the law of the Spirit who gives life, has set you free. It gives us grace. And the law of the Spirit leads to life, while the law of the sin and death lead us to, to, well, to all death. And uh, every once in a while, I give you guys some like, extra bonus nuggets, right? Like nuggets of truth or whatever. Here's the first one. Where there is no condemnation from our past, there is freedom to live the life God intended for us from the very beginning. You see, when God made you, when he formed you, when he set you apart, when he ordained your days before you took your first breath, he did so with a purpose. He did so with an intention. He did so for you to live a, a, a certain kind of life that, that honors him and continues to drive you. Towards. This means 
So where there's no condemnation, there's freedom to live, to live that life. So what does this mean for us in 2023? I, I, I believe, and um, I, I think most of us will, most adults will, will agree with me. Um, if not, that's okay. But I, I, I believe that when God inspired men to write these words that we see now, that the meaning of it has not changed over time. That when he inspired men to write this, he had us in mind. He had us thinking about us. So what? So how does this relate to us in 2023? Well, here's just the here's here's the truth, and I think a lot of us need to hear this. Without Jesus, we'll always be a mess in every possible way. You you can't become different without someone coming to weeks. You can act different. You can. Do a behavior change, but let's be honest, that's only going to last you, what, two weeks? And the second that you stop getting gratification or someone stops recognizing you, you're going to go back to how things used to be. So without Jesus, you're always going to be a mess in every possible way. And we can do our best to change that, to change that or influence things to be different, but we won't be successful all the time. Because you may have some good days here and there, but how often, do, how often in a series of good days does that one day come? One thing, you watch that one and all of a sudden you did that one thing again. You did that one thing, you said that one thing, you watched that one thing, you listened to that one thing, you said that one thing. So all of a sudden, all those good days that you've had, right back to square zero, right back to square one because you had a bad day. Because you had a bad day. Sorry. World. <laughs> we'll have moments when we slip up. Right, because let's be honest, like no one's perfect. You're not perfect. I'm, I'm sure to them you are, despite what your parents have told you. You're an master. I've seen some of y'all on trips, okay. I've watched some of you all here at church, okay. Some of you guys don't always make the best decision, but that's okay. You know why? Because you're students. You're supposed to make mistakes. We're all gonna make mistakes. So you're not perfect, so don't try to be perfect. But there, to someone who is perfect, and that's Jesus. See that? That's why we are striving to push you to Jesus and not to myself or to Clay or to or Chief Baptist Church or to um, a song or to a uh, version of the Bible. No, we want you to be pushed towards Jesus and nothing else. See, the only hope that we have back to both verses, this new life with freedom that we read about, is only possible if you have a relationship with Jesus sense or be complete until we have a genuine relationship with Jesus. So if someone tells you, get all your stuff together and then go to him, that is, don't listen to them, okay? Because listen, Jesus knows that you're a mess. Like God knows that. He made you. Like he made every part of you, okay? He ordained, like he knows, okay, on May, what is it, May 10th? May 10th, May 9th, May 10th, leave me alone, okay? I'm tired, but not that tired, okay? So on May 10th, he knows that Aaron Neal We'll do something stupid multiple times in one day. Okay, he knows that. But yet, he still wants to be involved with me. So if someone tells you, hey, get yourself together, and then, then, works. like the Bible says that seek the kingdom of righteousness, seek him, and then everything else will, will, will happen as it's supposed to be. And so in Jesus, we are a new creation, and we are a new creation with, with freedom. But there's... The second uh, encouragement that I want to give you guys tonight. So number two is, in Jesus, we have the responsibility to stay free. 
In Jesus, we have the responsibility to stay, stay free. Page 548. Okay, page Galatians chapter 5 with me. And if you're on, in our Bibles here, page 548. Okay, page 548. In our Bibles here, or you can look at the screen behind me because it's on there as well. But Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free, that Christ has set us free. Stand as Paul continues. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So as Paul continues to speak to his readers then and us now, he revisits this idea of being free in Christ. However, this time, uh, he puts the responsibility on our shoulders. He puts the responsibility on us to writing this to uh, the believers in Galatia. He knew that there was this temptation to, to go back to their old habits, their old ways of doing things. He knew that the things that were inviting them to consider going back to who they were, who they used to be. And that's why Paul tells them to stand firm. Now, when someone stands firm, whenever I read this, I think of the, uh, British, Royal, the British Royal Guard. Them, them, them cats have some skill, let me tell you, okay? They could not stand there without smiling, laughing, farting, or anything, Okay? But they can, okay? And that is impressive. And I, yes, I said fart from the stage. I'm sorry. Because, like, they are trained. It just came out, okay? I can't help it. But they are impressive, right? Because, like, they are trained somehow that when someone comes in front of them and makes the stupidest face possible, they still have a straight face made of stone. But whenever there is danger, whenever there is a reason for them to break that, when Paul's mindset they're quick to action. And I, and I have to believe that when Paul wrote to stand firm, that he meant to, to stand firm no matter what they experienced or, or felt. He was telling them to, to take the mindset, if you will, of a British Royal Guard that stands in one position, stands firm in one position for hours no matter, no matter what. I said this, uh, I, think, I think it was last week I said this, but... Now, here's, here's my responsibility to keep you free, okay? Now, here's, here's what I mean by that, okay? So don't tune me out yet. Your salvation, I'm going to kind of use Clay's words from Sunday. Your salvation is not based on me. It's not. Your salvation is not based on any adult volunteer in this room right now. Your salvation is not based on your parents or grandparents, your salvation is based on Jesus, and it's your job to keep your salvation, okay? Now, it is my job to, to create environments like this that, that give you all the, the 24-7. It's possible to experience God's Word and to, to learn to grow, but here's the reality. I'm not with you 24-7. That when you go into the school, or you're back home, or you're on a trip, or you're hanging out with friends, I'm not with you there. I'm not... I'm, I'm not on your shoulder, telling you what to do, and praise God for that, okay, because I'm, I'm old now, so if I had, I'm exhausted, right, thank you for that, I'm exhausted, like, I don't, I don't have time sometimes for my stuff, okay, so that's what I mean when I say it's not my job to keep you free, so when you moment, you're with your friends, you're with your family, you should not be thinking, well, what, what would Aaron say in this moment, you should be thinking, what does the Bible say, and what should I say, to that. So Paul tells them to stand firm. So again, what's this mean for us in 2023? Well, 
Fun fact, the temptation, that has not for those that follow Jesus to go back to their old life and way of living, uh, that has not changed. Like, there is still this pressure from people, from culture, uh, to, to go back to who you used to be, right? There's friends that will never let the past down, right? They will never let you forget that one moment that you did the stupidest thing possible. They'll never let you forget that. And even, maybe it's not your friends, maybe it's your family. Maybe your family will not give you a break. So that has not changed that pressure and conquered death through that change. And what I know is that Jesus did not go through the events of the cross and conquer death through his resurrection for us to stay in our mess. You see, the concept of truth has been recycled and reused so much over time that some people have forgotten who truth is and where it comes from. Like, truth is defined in so many ways today that it's wrong. It's so exhausting, right? Every person, every group has their definition of, of truth, has their definition of wrong, and it's so exhausting, right? Because even if I went across the room and, and pulled 10 of you guys up here, this, but here, here's what I want you Every person would have some sort of variation to their definition of what truth is. But here, here's what I want you to understand. Jesus is truth, and truth comes from God's word, period. So it's, it's not about living out your truth. It's about living out the truth, which is really honest. God says in his word. So if I can be uh, brutally but appropriately honest for a moment, any life that lives in a way, if a, if a relationship or marriage is not between a male and female, a guy and a girl, then it doesn't match what God teaches. If any form, catch this, if, if any form, not just the big one, but if any form of sexual activity is taking place outside of marriage, then it doesn't match what God teaches, okay? Because here, here's the truth, ready? God created sex for good, okay, sex is good, but it's only good within the right context, and the only context for sex is in marriage. Activity, any relationship, whether it's you or someone else, anything, any, any form of sexual activity, if, it, if it's outside of marriage, it does not match what God teaches. If you're only focused I mean, there, there, there's a reason why we buy Bibles and create note sheets for you guys. We want you to, to make sure that what takes place here and what is spoken on is biblical, no matter who steps on the stage. Like, if you don't have a Bible in front of you, I could, I, I mean, I could make it up if I wanted to. If you didn't have a Bible, that's why I see on the screens, how would you know that I'm telling you biblical truth? How would you know? You wouldn't. That's why it's so important for us to know who truth is and where it comes from. We can't stand firm in a relationship with Jesus if we don't know Jesus or have a relationship with him. It, you can play church, you can play religion, but at some point it's, 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 it's going to fade out. It's not going to be good enough. Like, please get involved. Be a decent and good involved and serving. Please read your Bible. Please pray. Please be a decent and good human being. Please love others as yourself. But don't miss this. If that is all you're doing and you don't know who Jesus is, all that means absolutely nothing, okay? Because those things won't get you into heaven. Those things won't break the into paradise with him. If, if, if my understanding is correct, the only way to be in paradise with God is to go through Jesus. In fact, John 14, 6 says that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him who is Jesus. 
So how in the world, if, if Jesus is the way, then why do we think that we can go around Jesus and get to God? It, it doesn't make sense to me. And if I'm being honest, I have been okay listening that today. I, I know what it's like to think, well, if I just do good enough, if I read enough, pray enough, serve enough, that would be okay. Listen, that is, that is not true. So whether, like, if you've been in church your entire life, but you don't know who Jesus is, there's an issue there. There's a problem there. So in Jesus, Jesus, we have the responsibility to stay free. But there's one more thing I want you guys to hear, okay? One more, one more piece of encouragement before our team comes back up and leads worship. I know we're, we are more than conquerors. I, it, it is what it is. Number three, in Jesus, we are more than conquerors. I love that. In Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Check out what Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says real quickly. Romans 8, verse 37 No, in all these things, we are more than I, but in, in conquerors. In order to, to who loved us. Now, you see, Paul has one more thing to share with us tonight, but in, in, in order to, to truly fully understand verse 37, we have to jump back to verses 31 and 36. You see, in those verses, if, if we were to read through them, uh, Paul is articulating a, a very simple yet profound truth. He's telling his readers then and us now that if God is for us, then who can be against us? That if, if God's for us, then what person, what circumstance, what situation, what outcome, what feeling, what thought, what word can be against us? We would, we would read that God and that he poses the following question, who or what shall separate us from the love of God? And in Paul's uh, fashion, he answers that question in verse 38 by saying that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So let's go back to verse 37 and just talk about for a minute how this relates to us in 2023, how we can be considered more than conquerors. See how, maybe you're here and you're thinking this question, how, how can I be more than a conqueror? How can I get back in the moments that life hits me and hits me hard? How in the world can I get back up from being abandoned, being hurt, being talked about, being left behind? How can I be more than a conqueror through that? How can this be true even though sometimes I'm led to a place of desperation and struggle because but my mess or personal choices? Listen, simply put, our victory is based on nothing about us but everything about Jesus. To separate us from what, that's why Paul, Paul doesn't say, what can we do to separate us from the love of ourselves? He says, what can separate us from the love of God? Because our victory is based on nothing about us, but everything about Jesus. Listen, Jesus is referred to as our high priest who fully understands. Okay, to be upset, to be angry. He knows all those things, but yet he handled those things so well. And listen, this, this idea that our victory is based on nothing but us, or nothing about us and all about Jesus, that's the very heart of the gospel message that Jesus' followers are called to tell anyone and everyone about. That's why we're here. That's why we put things on weekly, weekly services, events, because we want people not to follow a church, not to follow a pastor, but to follow the one and only Jesus. So when I was thinking about how to deal with this, right, that's right. About to find out, Zane, what, what, what's Brad's deal with this. He's been wondering. <clears throat> I 
As you could see, everything that we talked about tonight, it started with two words, right? In Jesus, right? Now, these two kings, they are, we'll say, 99% identical, right? Same can, same design, same amount of fluid, same taste, right? It looks the same, right? These cans represent two different people. Now, there's one big difference here, and I'll, I'll, I'll even show you. Yeah? What's the difference? It's open, right? Okay. Now, in Jesus, we are filled and sealed by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, what's that mean for us? Well, I did this this morning with a, a group of elementary kids. Raise your hand if you have been hurt before. Okay? Raise your hand if you have been talked about before. Okay? Raise your hand if you have felt disappointment before. Okay? Raise your hand if you have felt that, you, that, that even getting to the next day was questionable. Every time those moments happen, because this can is empty, because it, it is not filled or sealed, every time it happens, every time, you're crushed. Okay? Now, again, same can, right? Same can. Like, like same can. It won't. I don't think it will, at least. Okay? So every, it's the same can, right? It's one of those things. Now it's filled, right? Now, again, something happens. We get hurt. It's one of those things. Now, notice what happens when so what happened? Did it, did it get crushed? Well, if you want an onion, I'll jump on it, but, but don't miss this. In Jesus, we are able to handle our power that is keeping us afloat. All the moments that life hits us hard. It is not our power that's saving us. It's not our power that is keeping us afloat. It is the power of Jesus in us. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back up. We're going to sing one more song. And as they're coming up, I just have one simple question for you guys. Yeah, I know we're going kind of past seven, but I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. Do you know who? But I want you guys to, to consider this. Do you know who Jesus is? I'm not talking about, can you tell me the facts? Can you tell me the statistics? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not, I'm not talking about, can you play church? Okay, anyone can. Even someone who has never known Christ can play church, okay? I'm talking about, do you know who Jesus is? Are you, are you filled and sealed by Jesus? Is he that involved in your life? Can kind of halfway open it? Even even not fully open it, but just you know, kind of kind of halfway open it, right? And it, and even if I just open it slightly, I still am going to be poured out. So you can play church, you can look like church, but if you're not fully surrendered to Jesus, when life hits you, it's gonna it's gonna hit you hard. So if you don't know Jesus, because that's why we're here. If you don't know Jesus tonight. I want to challenge you to come back to church. Maybe you, maybe you know him, but you've kind of been distant. You've been away from him. 
I want to challenge you to come back. Because okay? God never says, once you get one, you're the love of God for us. And as we're singing that, I'm going to be over here, okay? Don't leave this moment the exact way that you came. I don't, I don't believe that that's the heart of the gospel. I don't believe that, that God wrote this, inspired me to write this, just, just for us to leave the exact same way. But if you need anything, if you, if you know that you need Jesus, if you have a father that you want to pray through, if you have a decision you're trying to work through, come find me. I would love to talk to you. Okay? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for who you are. And God, I, I just pray that as you started with us, close out this service by worshiping you, God, that you would just continue whatever conversation you started with us. I give you all the praise. I pray that if there's anyone in this room that you have permission to move and speak in whatever way you want to. Pray. Amen. Everybody stand up. Let's worship.